This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, May 3rd, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Farm incomes predicted higher. Johansson doesn't like double cropping proposal. And senators take on ocean carriers. Farm income forecast rises despite production costs. A closely watched group of economists have raised their forecast for farm income this year in the wake of the Ukraine crisis and the recent run-up in commodity prices. As a result, farm earnings are expected to be about the same this year as last, despite a sharp increase in production costs. The Food and Agriculture Policy Research Institute, based at the University of Missouri, now expects net farm income to reach nearly $120 billion this year. That's up from the March forecast of $105 billion. The increase accounts for increased production costs. FAPRI now projects farm production expenses, which include feed and fertilizer expenses, will total $446 billion, up from the March forecast of $420 billion. Production expenses totaled about $392 billion in 2021. FAPRI ex, uh, estimates that corn prices will average about 606 a bushel this year, up from 578 last year. Wheat prices expected to average 808 a bushel compared to 760 last year. By the way, consumer food prices expected now to jump by 6.8% this year, up from the March forecast of 4.2%. Johansson to administration. Don't mess with crop insurance. USDA's former chief economist doesn't think it's a good idea to tinker with the crop insurance program in order to boost agricultural production in response to the war in Ukraine, as proposed by the Biden administration. Contained in a $33 billion supplemental budget request released last week is a $500 million in incentives including a proposal to give a $10 an acre crop insurance premium to farmers who plant winter wheat this fall and then follow with soybeans in the spring. But messing around with the crop insurance program is probably not a good idea. Rob Johansson, the USDA chief economist from 2015 to 2020, told AgriPulse at the National Association of Farm Broadcasting Washington Watch Program. Uh, this uh, program is intended to provide risk management, Johansson said. Instead, he suggested using the Commodity Credit Corporation to help out with inputs that are needed to produce the commodities, noting that during the Trump administration, we got pretty creative with the CCC Charter Act when awarding funds for trade assistance and the coronavirus food assistance program. That approach also allows the department to avoid picking winners and losers among commodities. Senators call for waiving food aid restriction with shipping costs soaring. Two senators are proposing to suspend requirements that half of U.S. food be transported on U.S. flag carriers. The cargo preference requirement is part of the reason it will cost nearly $390 million to ship $282 million worth of ag commodities under a food aid plan the Biden administration announced last week. Senators Johnny Ernst, the Iowa Republican, and Chris Coons, the Delaware Democrat, proposed yesterday to temporarily waive that restriction. The measure will allow the United States to flow aid faster and save taxpayer dollars and countless lives around the world, Ernst said. 
CNHI workers begin strike. Over a thousand United Auto Workers Union members began striking against CNHI Industrial yesterday, that after rejecting the company's offer for a new contract agreement. Union members have set up pickets at CNHI facilities in Racine, Wisconsin and Burlington, Iowa. Chuck Browning, Vice President and Director of the Union's Agriculture Implement Department, says the group is, quote, committed to bargaining until its members' goals are achieved. The workers' contracts expired Sunday. Keep in mind, last year about 10,000 UAW members at John Deere went on strike for over a month before reaching agreement in November for a new six-year contract containing an immediate 10% raise. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. Edge believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Ukraine. Russians are stealing grain. Russian soldiers are breaking into grain elevators and stealing farmers' crops on land occupied by the invaders, according to the Ukraine Ministry of Agrarian Policy and Food. This is outright robbery, said Ukrainian Agriculture Minister Mykola Solsky. I personally hear this from many elevator owners in the occupied territories. This is happening everywhere, the occupied territories. A special surge has been observed over the past two weeks. U.S. pet food exports to China seen rising further. U.S. pet food exports to China rising fast, and the expansion is expected to continue, that according to a new report out of Beijing from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. China slashed its tariff on foreign-sourced pet food from 15% to just 4% in January 2020 resulting in an increase in imports of nearly 100%, that according to FAS. While Canada is still the primary foreign supplier to China, U.S. is well-positioned to expand shipments. China lifted its ban on U.S. pet food that contains ruminant material in 2020. Chinese government began quickly approving U.S. production facilities for export. China imported $114 million worth of U.S. pet food in 2021, up from $9 million in 2018. Beetle approved for use on invasive air potato. USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service has approved the release of a beetle that feeds on air potato, an invasive species well-established in Florida, probably throughout the Gulf states, where it has the potential to severely disrupt entire ecosystems, the agency said. The Asian vine spreads rapidly and destroys native plants. While eradication of air potatoes is no longer achievable at this stage of invasion in Florida, biological control reduces the use of chemical and mechanical control methods and the substantial accompanying labor costs, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission said in comments on the draft environment assessment. 
APHIS received 14 comments on the draft, which all supported the release of the Beetle. The final EA finding of no significant impact is available at the regulatory docket. And finally, here's today's He Said It. There will soon be a wheat harvest in the South, but farmers in this situation may well say, here are the keys to the tractor. Go collect it yourself if you want. That Ukrainian agriculture minister, Mykola Salsky, responding to reports of Russian invaders stealing grain. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, May 3rd, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.